0: Welcome to the Israel Conversation by the Massah Leadership and Impact Center. We are informally debating issues that concern Zionists about life,
1: culture, and politics in Israel. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another tremendous episode here at the Israel Conversation, where we discuss some of the most important events in Israel and some of the theory behind them, too. Uh, This afternoon, we are going to be discussing a topic which has hit the headlines in Israel recently, uh, after the protests or during the protests as as they continue to go on in Israel. Uh, There are also talks happening in the president's residence about what a possible judicial reform could look like that would be satisfactory to both the opposition, and to the coalition. And that has raised the question of whether Israel needs a constitution, but whether it would be possible for Israel to implement a constitution. And this afternoon, we are joined by Kalev and Mike. Good afternoon, Kalev. Good afternoon. And good afternoon, Mike.
0: Good afternoon, Matt.
1: And they are going to be discussing and arguing about whether bringing in a constitution is actually possible. So, Mike, we're going to start with you, who is going to tell us why you think it is possible. Well, once you ask if something's possible, you've you set me up for
0: a pretty easy argument. You're welcome. Okay, so what is a constitution? Let's define it first, and then we'll talk about if it's possible. It's a set of rules by which the government functions and the laws of the country functions and the rights of the people are clearly elucidated so that there is a method of function and practice for political leadership checks and balances are established, the rules of the road. Uh, Of course that's possible. The the, the difficulty that Israel has, and again, the founding fathers of the country said, and we've mentioned this in previous episodes of the podcast, said that it should be done by the fall of 1948, which obviously is not a deadline we've met, but it was considered to be integral to the process in our Declaration of Independence. So, you know, if Ben-Gurion Thought it was possible, who are we to say nay? The problem is that there, we don't have enough consensus on key issues to get that uh, established yet. We haven't built enough of a communal mindset where we can disagree on all sorts of issues, but essentially agree on those rules of the road. In particular, I think that's manifest in religion and state issues, that we don't really have a consensus on how a Jewish state will will exhibit Jewish culture and still maintain basic democratic rights and freedoms. These are these are sticky questions, you know. Obviously, as a person who grew up in the United States, my touch point for a constitution is the United States Constitution, where you had northern states and southern states disagreeing quite a bit about slavery. They resolved; they couldn't come to a conclusion together, and they came up with the the three fifths compromise, which I'm not going to get into, but makes like very little sense. And eventually, had to be resolved in a bloody civil war, where hundreds of thousands of Americans died. And eventually, that issue became a dead issue, where there became essentially American unity on the idea of slavery through that conflict. I am very hopeful that we don't need a civil war to get to that stage. But what Israel is doing is. It's not doing that, that, that previous, let's make a constitution that doesn't solve all of our disagreements, and then we'll see what happens later. What Israel has done, not by choice, but by because Israel's always in crisis, Israeli leaders have always dealt with what was urgent and not always with what was important. And I would argue that the constitutional framing of our statehood is important, is just rarely urgent. And so it's exactly the kind of thing that gets kicked down the road. Possible? Of course. Can you get people of goodwill to come to a set of agreements, compromises, that we can respect each other's differences? Of course we can. I, as evidence to that, I would argue that although we are frustrated with things like religion state status quo, where the rabbinate controls things in ways that some people don't like because it's too much, some people don't like because it's too little, and yet we all figure out a way to live with it. I think in a mature state, we will come to the point where we can agree, it won't necessarily have to be by the same rules that we use today, but we will come to some sort of set of compromises of course, it's possible. It's a sign of national maturity. It's a, it's a sign of political responsibility. It's not only attainable, it is desirable and possibly, ultimately, some form necessary. States that don't have constitutions are because they have a, a an old tradition that they rely on. And so they have a, 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 a sort of figurative constitution. Israel already has many basic laws, which are presumably going to be planks in that future constitution. I think it's not only possible, I think it's inevitable.
1: Okay, so you said that I'd set you up uh, with my with my phrasing, and maybe I should have changed it from possible to probable, but that, either way, thank you for, for your arguments, Mike. Uh, Kalev, we would like to hear your response to tell us why it's not possible or unlikely, depending on the framing we want to bring depending in.
2: Depending on how much I want you to, to set me up for success or failure. Correct. So, there's something Mike didn't say, which I think is worth reflecting on, is is in some ways why we're talking about this now. And I think the system worked reasonably well, uh, I guess that's arguable, without a constitution. But then suddenly we realised that actually any government that's got 61 uh, seats in, in the Knesset, which is more or less every government, can actually make these super, super significant changes and there isn't really that much to stop them. And I think that's kind of where the, why we're now talking more about the constitution. I wanted to, it, it, you know, it's funny that you, you talk about Ben-Gurion because I think there's there's this historical debate. Ob- obviously, the, the Declaration of Independence does talk about mm-hmm. a constitution being formed um, within X number of months. Uh, but there is actually a question over what, And then the question is, why didn't they? Granted, there was a war, but why didn't they do one? And there is this argument that actually Ben-Gurion did not want one. And there's this quote here that I'd like to read. um, Every law is a product of its time. There's nothing eternal in law. What authority do we have to shackle the hands of those who will be elected to the Knesset in a year or in five? We don't have more wisdom than those who will come after us, which is also funny because I'm sure... Ben did think he did have more oh, yeah. wisdom <laughs> than those who would come after. But let's put that aside. Why should we be afraid that those who come after us won't share our loyalties, won't understand, as we do, the needs of the nation? Now, there's also, you know, I know I'm often very cynical and you're often not. There's obviously a cynical reading that what do constitutions do? It's a nice thing that laws limit people and constitutions limit government. And therefore, it's not unreasonable to think why someone like ben Gurion, who was prime minister, who was running the country, wouldn't want things to limit him. Um, which isn't
0: just conceptually possible. It's biographically likely, if you know
1: ben Gurion, the, the man.
2: Right, exactly. No, but y- and you' typical y- of most political leaders,
1: I would think, as well.
2: So this also, I think this also leads me to another point, which I'm not 100% sure on, but I think Generally, constitutions are only formed in one of two ways: either after a brutal civil war, or at the uh, uh, at the origin moment. And then I, I, it's very. I think it's difficult then to to get if you don't if you haven't had a, a civil war or you haven't just been established. I think it is increasingly difficult to get to a constitution. And I I, I like. Mike, I like the argument and I am, I am partial to it that actually, despite the arguments and despite the divisions, actually most Israelis do agree on most things. But then I guess the question would be it, there, there were large numbers of religious who, who did not want a constitution in 48, because we have one. Mm-hmm. What's the constitution? The Torah. That, the strength of that community has probably only grown. In the last 75 years. And in some ways, what you what you really need for kind of a constitutional moment, and some people talk about the current time as being a constitutional moment, I think you need people of goodwill. You need people who are willing to promote, in Hebrew I call it mamlach which is obviously very difficult too, to translate, a kind of statesmanship where the, the values of the state are more important than the values of, of the tribe. You need all of those things. I'm simply not convinced. The political tribe, not the national tribe. Yes, the um, the tribal tribe, mm-hmm. if you like. As in the... Within the Israeli body correct, politic. Correct, not correct. Not the
0: Israeli body politic.
2: Exactly. The the division of either I am... Uh, party e- over nation, as yeah. opposed to nation over party. Exactly. Israel, if now call Israel above everything, or my particular mm-hmm. tribe and interests, I just don't think we're there, and I I worry that perhaps the moment has passed, and I also worry that for large groups within Israeli society, again we also need to think why wasn't it done in '48? Not just because there was a war, not just because of Ben Gurion, because to have a constitution, you need to resolve things, and there are big big issues that perhaps are irresolvable and and so and, and now i'm even thinking about you know there's a reason perhaps why in the talmud we have ultimately we need to decide what the halakha what jewish law is but we keep the opinions in there because maybe in the future that minority opinion will become as in we are a people that put opinions out there because those opinions are important and what the constitution requires is to decisively resolve those issues it, it couldn't well it wasn't done it perhaps could not have been done 75 years ago and if it couldn't have been done 75 years ago perhaps it's not possible to do today because maybe these things just need to be left hanging rather than to be resolved
1: okay thank you Kalev I have different questions uh for each of you if that's okay I'm not sure that's normally our formula but that's what I'd like to do uh this afternoon. Mike I'd like to come to you first um Kalev made the argument that in most cases, I think he said all cases, I cannot fact check right now, but the uh, constitutions are written either after a... Generally, generally written. Cannot fact check right now, but the uh, constitutions are written either after a a new state, a new country, republic, whatever they may be. So could you just respond to that idea? Because you said yourself, you hope we're not going to be in a civil war and we clearly have, we're not, well, maybe you might argue that 75 years is it's still baby steps. I don't know, but how would you respond to something like that to support your argument?
0: Well, I, I think that's probably true, but I don't think that, that I, I think it requires either, either at the origin point or uh, I would say a crisis, not a war. In other words, uh, and, I, and I think Kalev is right in identifying the current moment feels like that sort of crisis. I don't know that this one will rise to the point that we will end up with a constitution. I don't know that we're mature enough yet. I think we're still in baby steps, but a similar style crisis could. Uh, and 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 I, and I just want to clarify, in terms of the issue of you know the non-eternalness of laws and laws need to be changed. You need a process by which you change those laws, and that's what I'm talking about. The the process itself, defining the process, and ultimately, you know, in the Talmud it has all different opinions, all different things. But the process of how we frame laws is certainly somewhat malleable. But it's there is a, essentially a tradition of how we make the law, how we change the law, how we adapt the law. Now that's that's the type of rules of the road I'm talking about. Uh famously Thomas Jefferson said that we should throw out the constitution every 10 20 years and make a new one because it has to be which obviously is wildly impractical. And I and and there are methods in the constitution to change things in the constitution. You know, you can repeal an amendment. There's a you you have to be able to adapt. But and and, and, and and there's the danger of ossification if a rule is to. But, okay, but that, that's part of the tension of it. And it's easily deal, not easily. Part of the challenge of it is that it, it is deal-withable. And I think it, it all it requires is, I, I said good faith, but it's good faith in the nation. And that uh, the, 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 the operators are putting nation over party. Uh, I agree
2: with you. All right, so one six so thirty. I don't think we're there yet. So one six. so it's, it's severe crisis and it's good faith openness to doing something
0: Well, the recognition that the only way to resolve this crisis is by putting nation over party. That whatever, however important I think these issues are, they survive, uh, uh, you know, the classic Israeli Moment in history to go to for most Israelis is uh, the Altalena. That Ben Gurion ordered the sinking of the Altalena and Menachem Begin ordered his men not to fire back. Because under fire, losing 16 men, he said, But we don't fight back because nation's more important than party and we won't fight other Jews. You know, if, if it, it, what we require is a Menachem Begin moment where people are thinking the way Menachem Begin thinks in that moment, that we have to, the, the, the danger of this fight is so big it'll crack us.
1: Do you think we're there currently?
0: I would say we are evidently not there currently because that's not the way we're behaving and we don't have a constitution. So evidently we're not. I think that other Western democracies used to exhibit it better. The one that I'm the most familiar with is the one that I moved from, which is the United States, which has gotten you're much-
2: from, You're from America?
0: I am. Did you not? Did that not come across? Just, no, that's funny. Uh, the, uh, it, it, uh, they've gotten much worse at it. That that there's these, you know that, that party is more important than nation has become- a factor in American politics for many politicians and many voters, but uh, that's unsustainable. You you can't have a democracy without a demos that sees itself as one, and so whatever our disagreements are, you know I'll fight for your ability to say what I disagree with because that's what a democracy is, and when that becomes ascendant. Then it just becomes a question of the difficult negotiations and the and the eventual compromises. Things look impossible until they're done, and then they look they look like, oh, everyone's always like, well, that that was inevitable.
1: Okay. Thank you so much for uh, addressing that question. Kalev, the question I'd like to pose to you is you said you think there are maybe just some issues that are simply unresolvable, and that's why you feel we can't uh, get to the point where we can have a constitution. Could you give us an example of some of those issues that you think are too big to be resolved right now?
2: So I would, I, I mean, I I'd defer for like M- Mike's knowledge of constitutional law is probably larger than mine because it's almost only larger than zero. But would you have to, would you have to determine what the borders of a country are if you had a constitution? I, uh, I generally don't know. Would you have no. to? No. Okay. That's not, that's not something you need in a constitution.
1: Okay. You can so, choose what goes in it, right? It can be selected. It's not in the American constitution.
2: Right. Okay. So, so, okay. America's so the, changed its borders many, many times since 1787. So the border issue would then... You know the the future of the West Bank is that w- would would not be an issue. I mean, it, it goes back to I was just thinking about I was thinking about the Declaration of Independence and and there is this whole debate over Israel's declaration. Israel's declaration. Yes. Do, do we do we do we mention God in it or not? And then in the end they come up with this. I don't know if it's a nice compromise or not. We say it's so, Israel, the rock of Israel, that the religious are able to say, oh, that's. You know, Su Israel, the Rock of it Israel is, is classic, God, yeah. and and secular able to say no. It's, it's, I think it's the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. That's nice. It's basically a fudge. In a constitution, I'm not sure you can fudge stuff. Not sure you can fudge what a Jewish and democratic state actually is, and what the role of um, I don't know the the rabbinate would be. I, I I'm not sure, but I feel like the I feel like the religion and state aspect, the role of the Arab minority. I know, is it a homeland minority? Is it, are they just uh, individuals? It's as if the current situation, all of these issues rising to the surface that we try to keep a lid on for so long, and then they're just kind of rising up. So one, one, one response is, well, now they've risen up, even though it's painful, let's just deal with it. Let's just, Let's just push through, however painful it is. And then I guess what I'm arguing is, actually, this is so fraught, and so painful and so difficult, maybe we should just try and push them down a little now again, if, if this was trauma, you'd say well that that's that's <laughs> asking for a hiding because in in the end, these things do come up. Um, but I wanted to relate to something that Mike said because I think part of this discussion could maybe re- be resolved by saying, what we need you talking about the process, we need a basic law of legislation mm-hmm. which we don't have mm-hmm. we've got basic law of Knesset we've got basic law of government we do not have basic law of legislation which is something that our basic laws of basic laws don't make a lot of sense like we should have <laughs> we should be clear on what
0: a basic law is we should, should also be...
2: be clear on on what needs uh, it's 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 crazy that a basic law to pass a basic law you need exactly the same as just anything that's else that's what i'm saying the yeah. only difference is just whether i write basic law or not yeah so what we need is a, a, an agreement on how we legislate laws, Bingo. which we don't have mm-hmm. and which uh, Dan Meridor, who, who I interviewed a couple of months ago, was pushing around the time of the human dignity and, uh, and liberty thing in 1992. they are also pushing for a much more much more comprehensive legislation that would include basic law and legislation and ultimately gets uh, I think the religious parties are also very worried about it but in some ways that is a a, a plaster that what, what, a band aid. A band aid. Thank you, Matthew. Matthew spent some time in America, so he's very, very good at Translate translating. Sh- exactly. That that solves some issues. It still it still leaves the big ones. So I would say constitution too hard, but we should be pushing to determine what the rules of the game are. This crisis has produced what some might call a constitutional moment, even though we're not going for a constitution. Um, but if we can agree on the rules of the game and we have goodwill, maybe that might be enough for now.
0: Well, that's what basic laws are. Basic laws are, look, we can't come to the end game, but we can build the planks of what will be the constitution and make things more and more meaningful. Eventually, what we'll have when we're done is a constitution or...
2: That was the original idea. A functional constitution. The basic laws have also become political. So when Gantz and Netanyahu want a rotation government, we just change a basic law of government to say you can have a... You, you can have a rotation government. Right. And then Lapid and Bennett use that same to do their own. Like basic right. laws have become just these things. That, I think, I even think that the, the appointing Derry as a minister, they're like, oh, we'll just, so we'll just change the basic law. Like that, that's not a serious way of doing things. You
0: know what it's like? Pick a sport. Uh, uh, let's say soccer, football. Foot- okay. Don't say soccer, yeah. There's a bunch of rules. That doesn't really mean what the game is. If you don't have those rules, then you're not playing football. Those rules make it football, and they make it a particular type of football, and they make all the teams play along the lines that a game means. And yet every game is so different. But without those rules of how to play the game, it's not football. You need agreed upon rules to make it what it is. And I think a nation needs to define what its rules are for how to play the game of Building its future, of solving its problems, of 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 creating its identity—all those things need a, a, a set of rules. That that's really all. It, no, that's all it is. That's it. It's a. a so simple to do. But that Make also, Mike, so that also
2: links to 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 the to the English to the British model, mm-hmm. which is. Because we've been playing this game for so long. Since the Magna Carta, basically. We know the rules without ever having to have written them down. And you
0: are, to the point where culturally, it is who you are. I always point out to people that when you see Israeli drivers, and you go, Israelis, English speakers cannot understand Israeli drivers. Because English speakers, since the Magna Carta have built this culture of, the way you prevent future problems is creating a system. And if we play by that system and that rules, then it's better for everybody. So even if it harms me at the moment because I've driven past my exit and now I have to go to the next exit, I can't go backwards on the highway. But Israelis go backwards on the highway because they don't have that culture of national unity means I give up my interest in the entrance of the whole functioning better. It's so integrated into a British or an American mind that you don't back up on a highway. That you'll see it rarely, but it's outrageous, and in Israel it's commonplace, because they don't have that culture of let's create a fair set of rules for everyone to work. It's much more Middle Eastern. It's much more Mediterranean, as opposed to you know Anglo jurisprudence. It's these things have huge, long-lasting cultural impacts, and so it defines who you are, a nation, and not just in its legislative
2: identity, but even in in the commonplaces of daily function in life. Except the challenge in England. And maybe in maybe less in America is when you have a prime minister who actually doesn't care about the rules and the idea of this is not done. This is not generally done. Oh, well, America never has presidents like that. No, but you do
0: have a constitution. I'm joking. We do, but we have presidents who say suspend the constitution literally. If it means I can't be, if it means I lost an election, then let's. I I understand. I'm just saying. In England, this idea of there there are exceptions. Literally, after taking an oath to the Constitution. America makes its politicians swear allegiance to the Constitution, not the flag, not the nation, not the government, not the country, to the Constitution. And we had a president who said, well, we don't have to really follow it if it means I lose.
2: I mean, that's not that's not going to be an argument that's had in this room. I'm just saying that the the absence of a Constitution in England works as long as everyone accepts the Kalev, what I'm arguing is it only works
0: if everyone accepts, if there is a
2: constitution, that
0: we follow it. If there's goodwill. Law, law isn't real. It's a socially agreed upon set of fake things. And always, uh, you know, monopoly money is so fake. And then uh, Americans come to us and go, oh, your money looks like monopoly money. All money is monopoly money. Money only has value because we pretend it has value. As soon as we stop pretending it has value, it has no value. That's a
2: very Yuval Noah Harari thing to
0: well, okay. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cultural observation. Fine. But that's what all laws are. That's what constitutions are. If we don't agree, if we don't, you know, if I, if I steal from the monopoly board, I'm a cheater. If I steal in real life, I'm a criminal because those, those we agree on, but it's the same process of, of laws only work when the people are willing to uphold them, and that means sacrificing to uphold them. That means giving up on what is desirable to you to uphold them, and that is part of democracy. Everybody has to do that. Nobody gets everything they want, and right now you have parties around the world, but here in Israel, your political parties who say, I should get everything I want. I won an election. That means zero-sum game. That means it's my way. That's not how democracy is meant to work.
1: And that also comes back to your example, and I will wrap up now, but that comes back to your example of the football game. Because yep. if one team decides they want to use their hands and the yep. other team will only use their feet, you're not playing the same game anymore. Correct. And it's a different sort of... Uh,
0: Correct. They may win, they may get more points, but it's not football anymore. And right. so you've broken the thing itself in the name of winning something, which is destructive. And I think you'll get players who get penalties, but overall the structure of the football community doesn't allow that to, to succeed. And that's in a, in a democracy... That's that's the sign of a stable democracy. And when it collapses, which it inevitably does in history, and hopefully it won't here, but, but inevitably all democracies fail because of that thing, that there grows a party, whether it's Julius Caesar or whoever, decides my winning is more important than the rules, and it is no longer a Roman Republic. Now it's a Roman Empire.
1: Right. So I think on that note, we'll finish up here. Um, thank you both for that interesting and enlightening argument about what are the rules of the game? What are the rules of the road that we should be following in Israel, and how should they be articulated? And can they be articulated formally? I liked your rules of the road. That was good. Thank you. Um, I think Mike used the expression many early. times. Yeah. Um, but the uh, how and can it should be articulated in a formal, uh, formal way? Um, and with that, we will bid you a farewell.
0: Bye bye.
2: You've been listening to The Israel Conversation by the Massah Leadership and Impact Center. In everything we do, we hope to connect our fellows to Israel as home, that our Massah fellows will feel at home in Israel and understand more about Israel and all of its diversity. We connect our fellows to Jewish peoplehood, to feel an affinity for Judaism and a sense of belonging to the Jewish people. and The connection is active and meaningful in their lives. And finally, personal development, And in the case of this podcast, our goal is that you'll be able to use the tools and learning for reflection and future development in conversations about Israel and Judaism. If this episode is meaningful to you, please subscribe and share with somebody that you think it will be meaningful to.